Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter, the podcast about rugby. I'm your host Adam, coming to you from Johannesburg. Uh, greetings and uh, first off, uh, Ben's here from Mauritius. Ben, congratulations, you have now brought a a budding hooker into the world. That seems to be our opinion on the group. Mazel tov uh, on, on you becoming a mm. father. Yeah, um, yeah th- thanks guys. Um, yeah, um, my, my logic is that I'm about six foot one so to play professional rugby the only position i could really play is hooker or scrum half so and obviously i, I don't i don't want my child near the back line so yeah yeah the last, hooker. yeah the last thing you want is an annoying wing as a child a wingy wing yeah. a wingy wing but annoying wing is annoying wing is at nine adam oh, okay sorry but, but yeah, why, I, did you, why did you why did you yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I kind of feel right, like it just stops after eight. Like stuff goes on there. I'm not sure what goes on, but yeah. But why did you name uh, your, your boy after probably the best non-New Zealand or black New Zealander among the best, James Lowe? Um, oh, <laughs> was it actually like, like I think I think <laughs> so, for, 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 did you for, the, for this crowd, I should say yeah, it was completely just an ode to an ode to James Lowe, but and it wasn't really. It was great I, hair. I just like that. Hmm? Yeah, oh, God, he has great hair. I hope my kid has that hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, how it works. that's how it works. That's how it works. If that's how it works, I'm calling my first son George Bridge Tart. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I should have picked Rob Lowe then. He has great hair as well. He does. Um, that's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Matt, oh. a lot of enthusiasm. Matt, how's it, how's it going there uh, in George? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Nice yeah. and chilled. Yeah. Uh, been, puppy sitting, been puppy sitting all weekend, so you could call me a father too. <laughs> Bit of a stretch, but uh, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, we, <laughs> I understand you're going to become our, our South Korea rugby correspondent. I'm looking, I'm looking Apparently forward to, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to telling us all about Seoul. You're going to go teach oh, people the- there. No, I'm going like 45. This this is the fun part. 45 minutes north of Seoul. Oh, uh, see, what, <laughs> what's there? Are you sure that's South Korea still? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's the last <laughs> it's the last train stop before South. Korea. Are you are you are you in the DMV? I, I can see that. Apparently, you can like see the DMZ from 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 the city I'm in if you go high enough. Matt, I'm well, not worried that you're actually going to North Korea and you don't know Jim. What my plan is, I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna get the best wingy wings there because it's the guys gunning across the DMZ. If they just sprint straight line just over the mines, then eleven. If they're stepping and weaving around the mines, fourteen. I'll find the best wingy wings. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, Matt, Matt. When you end up in North Korea because you've been tricked, um, I recommend not stealing any propaganda posters. Oh yeah, most definitely. I know every yeah. every poster I see, I'm gonna actually pick up posters and like stick them on the wall and like make a show I'm actually fixing yeah, yeah, you, should, you should go into North Korea with some of your own propaganda posters just be like hey guys Kim Jong's great like yeah I've got a, I've made a few posters yeah, yeah. I brought my own from home uh, no, it's, I've essentially been, it's, me and a friend we're both going it's around about the same time he's been like watching like tourist vlogs and that 
about South Korea. I, on the other hand, have been like watching like documentaries about guys who got into North Korea and what they were allowed to film there. So the two of us do have very different approaches to what mm. yeah. practicing and marching. I, I've mm. been to the DMZ. Um, I went on a tour given by the American Army uh, since I, uh, I have well, my brother. He he organized it, and you can see into North Korea from this one point. And there was this big South Korean flag. The North Korea were like, no, screw you. And they built this humongous flag that apparently is just so big uh, and weighs so much that it can barely flap in the wind. Just as just, just a giant <laughs> FU to South Korea. I don't know. It just, it just made me laugh. Uh, anyway, oh, Alex. Like, yeah. This is class. They don't get it. Like, your people are starving or whatever, but we have a bigger flag. Like, it's pretty big. Yeah. It's pretty big out oh, there. It's and I, so good. And I bumped in. I do you know what? It's it's a bold it's a bold strategy because it's like saying your team's getting hammered and like you know it's like fifty nil and you're like no we're not playing who scores the most tries we're playing who concedes the most scrum penalties so we actually win. Yeah, you're just <laughs> yeah. Sort of ch- you're playing like five dimensional chess at that point, Ben. Yeah, yeah, and they, they just they just ch- shifting paradigms. It's a, it's a ball. Of- uh, yeah. Alex, how are you? How's, yes. how's Cape Town? Hello, uh, um, I'm good, thanks. Um, Tired, he said. Other, th- other than Taniela Tupu and Rika Miaoni, I, I remain far, uh, childless. So, yeah. unfortunately, I can't compete with Ben. Yeah, I'm afraid my, my cat does not have a rugby pun name. It's currently staying at a place called the Cat Hotel. Uh, I'd recommend it, by the way. It, it's quite good. That sounds expensive. Uh, mm. It adds up. It's not too bad. But you know what, Ben? <laughs> Your peace of mind is invaluable, right? <laughs> So, so they sit on the brochure. Uh, nah, but the woman told me the cat likes the trees, so he's having a good time. So that's cool. Uh, I, I can't complain. Uh, before we we go, I just want to give a quick shout out to um, our pod brothers from other mothers across the Indian Ocean, <laughs> Draft Rugby, formerly formerly known as Fantasy Draft XV. Did I get that right, uh, guys? Sorry if I didn't. Uh, I apologize. Just on the Ulysses no, thing. I'm sorry, this is this is bullshit. We should only give them their shout out in like the hundred and second minute or whatever yeah. when, oh. when we get out. <laughs> like, give their shout out too early now. But I always forget. You're just, hand, you're just handing it to them. I always forget no, though. They, they, they <laughs> no, you're right. You did forget the game. Game game sponsored by game, so maybe it's better that you just yeah, get this out of the way. I just, mm-hmm. I just but if we, are, if we are gonna if we are gonna do it early, then we better get it right because their old website is fantasyxvdraft.com. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be giving the game a crack, saying hi. And on the Jordan Ulysses thing, just very briefly, uh, he's was well, Australia. still hurts. Well, yeah, but Australia's potentially starting hooker. Remember, this is the beginning of 2018, listed as a prop. I, I just couldn't say no, but. Uh, Having been my first draft, I'd blame uh, Nye Evate, okay? But errors were made. This year, I'm going to get it right. And I like the fact that you guys, uh, this is to, to draft rugby, that they rate you at least he's going to have a good year again. That makes me feel happy. He, he could come back to me this year. Who are you, who are you drafting first, Adam? Oof, I'm not telling you. I, I, might even, I might not even go first because I'm going to have a very good I rate. don't know. No, I mean, who, like, who... who... Who would you draft first Which if you're I, picking number one I, overall? I feel like you've asked others this question, but they haven't answered them. So I believe... No, be I, don't think, I haven't asked any of them. Uh, well, then, I think we can wait till draft weekend. I, I, I'm going to put a... I, I would draft Mark and Marks first, if I had first pick. That would not be yeah, the worst too. draft. That would not be the worst? Maybe not the best. Who knows? Okay. Okay. I don't know, it just seems like you're trying quite hard to convince us that you're not going to pick Jordan Ulysses 
And I'm just getting more and more convinced that you're absolutely going to pick Jordan Ulysses. Yeah, well, then you, you can, pass, you them can pick him. You're more than welcome to. This brings us on the draft rugby platform. Obviously, they're more, yes. they're more invested than Fox Sports are. So, hopefully, we'll see less players out of position. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but you, you want the odd money ball for a guy who actually plays... You don't want yeah, freaking uh, <laughs> winner on Masterewe. the wing. Must Yeah. Forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah loose forward when he's actually a wing. Like, no, that's no, no, straight no. up bullshit. Like, someone you, like Mike. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. no. I, I can beat that. I can, be, I can beat that. Angus Scott Young was listed as an yeah. outside back last year. So, yeah. yeah but so, I just want to say, is this where Eddie Jones got the idea, do you think? He played <laughs> yeah. Fox, Fox Rugby last year and he's like, Oh, there's a wing in the flanks here. Maybe I can do this the oh, other way Jack around. Jack Noll. Christ, what, is he, what, what are you thinking? Well, look, that, I think that's a very good segue. Thanks, Matt. Team you up there. Um, and, uh, Jordan Speeds. We're, go, we're going to go into the news. I guess I'll start off with that. You know, Eddie Jones, he believes that uh, the future is now. Backs will be forwards and forwards will be backs. He was talking about Jack Noll, I think that's correct, being a, mm-hmm. a perfect prototype, prototype flanker, weighing 98 Ks. Uh, Matt, I know you have some very strong opinions about this, especially about naming conventions for positions. Uh, do you think... Do, I, I, I know you firmly believe that props can be wings, but can, can uh, wings be props? Or flanks or locks, for that matter? Wings? Look, a wing can be a prop. I mean, Navarro could most probably pack down if he tried. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, shit, you know. <laughs> to get, uh, and then uh, Tupu, Teriela Tupu. Teriela Tupu is got a run on him though, as well but I, i'd put him as one of the the go forward wings in the middle not not one of the outside wingy wings i i reckon i reckon kepu could play wing as well kepu ah, he's, he's, uh, he's got good hands i'll say that his hands no, are good. he's got a good little goosey and his legs are surprisingly long for a prop yeah no yeah have we done a forwards a forwards and backs 15 we have we have we we've done a we've done a forward backline once on the group. Yeah, like a well, like a, what I mean is like a, a forward pack made out of backline players and a backline made up of forwards. Have we done that? I think we have. Yeah, we must have. We've done everything on this. Uh, yeah, we've done it all. Yeah, we've done Maybe it all. Just when we were in my lounge chatting shit back in uni. We, yeah, we, we had that white we had that whiteboard with every conceivable fifteen on it. On it. <laughs> You know, the, the TV characters 15, Ross from Friends at Locke, obviously. Yeah, obviously. He's got experience as well. <laughs> pivot. He could be a 10. Let's talk about Pivot. He, he doesn't have the temperate. Oh, that's good, though. Oh, <laughs> well played. doesn't have. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I have what? jokes. I, I do have jokes. Was there one of you guys who said Ross was your favorite friend? Was uh, it you, Adam? I, I it was Adam. Was Adam's the one me. with the worst taste. <laughs> <laughs> Just confirmed. <laughs> You know what? Adam, is, is Russ your favorite friend? Can you stop? Why no, aren't you... Yeah, you know what? He is. Okay, you know what? I'm going to double oh, down on this. He is. Definitely. Um, yeah, is I... he really your favorite friend, Adam? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably say so. He's a good comedic value. Uh, he's a good oak. Oh, wow. He's, I, he's like, explained feel... so much. <laughs> Ross is a soppy chop. Yeah, but he's, he's also. But he's funny. Oof, he he's not funny. Chad is funny. Joey's okay. funny. No, I think he's funny. Ross is a sad attack. Yeah, but that, that, that's why. He's, he's um, uh, still water's uh, ready. I'll give, one, I'll give one thing to Ross. He progresses the show. Exactly. And, and he changes, <laughs> yeah. and he evolves. Joey never Joey evolves. Doesn't, 
No, he doesn't. What? Like, first season Ross is the same as fucking 10 seasons. Bullshit. No, no, definitely not. But, but, but okay, look, let's not get, let's not get too um, down the rabbit, <laughs> rabbit hole here about the discussion about friends and who brings what to the show. But, so let's move on to the news. Let's move on to the green feet is completely superfluous, though. Sorry? Phoebe is complete. No. Phoebe is yeah, I must say she does provide some good comedic value, and look, you do you do get God, a lot of the wider world gets to meet Paul Rudd via via Phoebe's connection so, later in the show. But yeah, yeah, that's fair. are Ross and Phoebe. Oh, thanks for the spoiler. What? <laughs> But I, I, I can't shake I can't shake the feeling that Phoebe only exists because they came up with the rest of the cast and we're like I, just, I really feel like we need one more character and they just came have up. You with guys Phoebe ever watch? Have you guys watched Mad About You? Yeah, I remember that yeah. with Helen Hunt. Yeah, yeah, and then Phoebe's twin sisters was can- canonically the waitress in that show. Yes, oh, right. yes, that's true. They're part of the yeah, and that show was first expanded that show was... universe. So, so whatever her name is, Lisa Cuthro. She actually has a twin. No, 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 she doesn't. It's the same actress, but the character. So yeah. they, they basically oh, wrote, wrote them as twins. Oh, what's her name? Ursula or something? Or? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember, but yeah. So she she was first in Mad About You. And then they just thought, oh, it'd be a fun joke if her twin arrives and it's the one from Mad About You. Yeah. Mm. And Friends. Right. I think my biggest problem is that I just don't rate Lisa Kudrow as an actress. So the, the character falls flat for me on the basis of that. What else has she been in lately, actually? Okay, Alex, I'm going to stop you there. I, I think we're going, <laughs> okay, down, we're going down a little bit of the are wrong we still, route. Are we still recording? Sorry. Yes, we are. We are. <laughs> okay, well, look, uh, going on to some other news. Pat Lambie, the, I was going to say, former South African fly half. Did, did he ever play 12? I don't remember him ever playing 12. Was that oh, for South Africa. Apparently he played 12 for a season for the show. Uh, and for trying, are you trying to hurt my feelings? Yeah. No, no. He has, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Now, he has retired uh, from rugby. He was capped 56 times. For South Africa, he has retired due to post-concussion systems. Uh, Lambie said he had already contemplated retirement, and this comes in Sport 24. I'll just read a little bit extra from srabimag.co.za. Before arriving in France, after three concept concussions in South Africa, two of them serious, after last in May 2017, he did not play for six months. He suffered a further concussion in, um, forgive me, I can't pronounce his name, O-Y-O-N-N-A-X, in December 2017. The symptoms, he said, lasted about 40 days, I was able to play again at the end of February 2018. I felt okay, but I was not at my best. He appeared in the European Cup final in May, but limped off with a ligament injury as racing lost to Leinster. He said that as his knee recovered, the concussion systems grew worse. He described, and I quote, trembling legs, headaches, migraines, and eye irritations. Open quote. I have not been able to do any weight sessions in the last two and a half months because I had a terrible headache. I followed the advice of two neurologists. Uh, neuro- Neuro- Neurologists. 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 Thank you. They advised me to stop rugby. <laughs> Lambie Lamb- was at uh, the Defence Arena. I'm, I'm a little worried that Scarlet's you might have concussion symptoms. No, and win their pool in the European Champions Cup on Saturday. His decision to retire came as a shock uh, to many of his teammates. I know that Bison Tawera has already paid tribute to him. Very sad, I, th- I think, for uh, South African rugby. His first major concussion was when uh, CJ Stunder. Took him out when Ireland were here in Tootsie's first test match. I think of things uh, aside, 
of things to come. Was that oh, his first? Uh, it was I don't think it was his first concussion. No, no, well, forgive me, his first major concussion. That's when the problems really started. So, okay. uh, a real loss for South African rugby. I know Durban is weeping. There were many people banging the bring back Pat Lambie drum for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, a real shame. And just, I think, a poster child of the dangers of the game. Uh, I know that the, the lawmakers are doing the utmost to try mold the rule book to make the game safer. Uh, and unfortunately, Lambie is just like the likes of James Broadhurst and many other players, unfortunately, who have had to stop playing. But good on him for following doctor's advice. It must be quite difficult uh, to stop playing the game that pretty much made you as, as a person. So good luck, Pat Lambie. Um, we knew you well, and he was a good team guy. I don't know if he really hit the heights. We'd hope for it. And Alex, I'm sorry he never put on 12 for the Springboks. I know you said yeah. you're dying a hill with Pat Lambie at 12. Yeah, no, I, I do. I mean, it's become a bit of a meme, but I do genuinely think that if, if South Africa had ever adopted a like a, a dual distributor 10-12 um, system, that he would have been like the perfect guy to play at number 12. Because he, for me, he always had like the the great combination of decision making and yeah, like he's not like a super athlete, but he like he had his wits about him and he was pretty agile. So I think he would have been a good kind of Matt Kiddo type of. Uh, Second five eighth, and actually, like in the current system, I I wouldn't be mad if we moved um, Damien Willemse to twelve in the future. I think he'd be a really good number twelve as well. But anyway, yeah, like I, I mean, on Pat Lambie specifically, it is sad because I know Ben always always talks about how he he could have easily taken up a, a career as a cricketer. I, I I genuinely think he was better at cricket. Yeah, exactly, and I mean that that decision in hindsight, I think now with this news is a bad one yeah. and he's also like he's a smart guy generally so you feel like he he would have been setting himself up for a career after rugby which now i don't know maybe feels a bit compromised if he's got sort of long-term mental issues not mental issues but you know what i mean um yeah i, I kind of i kind of hope he sort of he he stepped back before it got really bad, if you know what I mean. Like mm. he was like, Okay, listen, I'm I'm fine now, but sort of one more and like then my my future and my, my life even's in jeopardy. So yeah. like I, I think like obviously it's a it's a pity or whatever, but I I think it's a it's a good mis- decision. It's a very mature decision as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, like I, I yeah. don't think a lot of it's a decision a lot of a lot of people could have made. Well, would yeah. would make, but I I do think in, in in a lot of ways it's the right decision. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, good luck, Pat Lambie. I'm sure we'll see more of you. Uh, I have a suspicion he'll probably pop up in a super sports studio at some point. He's quite well spoken. So, yeah. I have a I have a suspicion that he's gonna captain the Proteas to the next uh, <laughs> uh, one day, and he, he's gonna win it finally. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, moving on. Uh, just we'll maybe just get through a couple of quick ones. There's just rumours that Wales head coach Warren Gatland, who's ending his tenure at, at Wales following the World Cup, he's interested in coaching the British and Irish Lions to tour South Africa in 2021. So I mean, you can find the story on Sport24.coza for our international listeners. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Two-one win in Australia. One-one uh, in New Zealand. So and an experienced coach and. I know, I know, Ben. You you don't really like Wales. I think he's a little bit underrated, perhaps. He has been in the job for a long time. So. He's not a well. He's from New Zealand, though. Is uh, he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he is. is. But I mean, mm-hmm. as the Welsh international coach, I, just Wales somehow. <laughs> up. 
I, I don't know. I didn't really. His sort of his starting 15, starting 23s were fine. But I do think his squad overall for the last British and Irish Lions tour showed a bit of a bias towards Wales. Yeah. And, didn't, didn't, and wasn't it like con- the, the starting team did like the main team did well because they, they ran the All Blacks close. You know, like they actually they drew the series in the end. But sort of the peripheral teams didn't do well at all. They lost to a lot of the rugby, the Super Rugby franchises. And that's where I felt his, his Wales bias sort of let him down. And then they came up with the sort of the narrative like, listen, we just focusing on the on the 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 test matches if you want. Yeah. But yeah, I I I think his as a coach, like he seems to know what he's about, but I I question his selection a bit. Because I think you're always gonna to lean towards the players you know a bit better. So I, I think selection wise, at least the British and Irish Lions would probably do better getting a sort of a someone who doesn't coach one of the home unions to coach them would be my something yeah. I would say. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, moving on, just uh, also Bismarck Group C. I know he's he's in trouble again. A bit more about what this represents in a game for Montpellier versus Edinburgh in the European Champions Cup. I think it was in the 37th minute when Edinburgh leading 9-0. It's on Twitter. He was reaching down to pick up a ball, ball and an Edinburgh physio ends up messing around with the ball, and Bismarck Dupacy ends up pushing him. Right, I know the physio is just being cheeky, and maybe Dupacy should have pushed him, but more the broader point, why are the off-field staff slowly, but cre- I think you used, you used the word creeping, Ben, on the group, uh, that this sort of nonsense behavior is increasingly creeping into the game? I, I, it's gamesmanship. It's gamesmanship oh, no, in bad taste. So. I, I, I'm, I'll highlight three things that piss me off. One, it's the subs that come on and celebrate when they're in the dead ball area. And I have actually seen stuff where the subs have actually interfered with play. Yeah. Where the scrum looked up, seen a sub, throwing the ball to the opposite, and then they all like happy about themselves. Like, oh, we've pulled one over. Like, obviously, they, they need to warm up or whatever, but I don't, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, two, when there's an injury and the physio just barges on no matter what. Surely in terms of the injury, those five seconds difference between the physio waiting for a stop of play or not waiting for a stop of play are going to make no difference. And often that happens in suspicious circumstances, like, um, you know, um, when the other, uh, when the opposition's doing, like, you know, got good momentum up, then they'll run on, sort of disrupt play a bit. Mm, they'll run in the way and all that, yeah. And they then maybe going with that. Like, you see it a lot, the Northern Hemisphere sides do it against the Cheetahs in the Pro 14. They just linger with water breaks and stuff as well. Like, every little, every scrum, like a prop will go down with a sore ankle, just, just trying to slow the slow the momentum of the game. And I don't think the players are dictating this. I think the sidelines dictating this. And then finally, when the ball goes out, when the crowd or when the sort of the support staff try to prevent the quick line out, kind of like what was happening with Bismarck there. Mm-hmm. I think it's you can't take a quick line out if it gets that far, though. Well, if it if it touches a, but you know when they go out their way to sort of run almost yeah. like onto the field of play, just to touch the ball quickly to prevent that quick line out, like, yeah. Yeah, like no you know, like, like like rugby offers. There's enough strategy within. You know, between the between the four lines, like you don't need to, you you don't need this extra element where you know that the bench is sort of 
sneaking around and stuff. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm a I'm would be for very strong sanctions. Like that physio, they should call him out on it big time. Shit him out. Like Bismarck from all the articles I've read, Bismarck is sort of the villain. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Bismarck had several disciplinary incidents. It's bullshit. They should come down well, so hard. Physio. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think the ref the ref even actually spoke to the physio, not busy. The ref, I've seen, I see your clip, and the ref, the ref, like, reassures busy he's going to talk to the physio and goes and shits on the physio. Yeah, like, like, ref, I'm, like, in the moment, the ref has the right, the right call, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but there's no real, like, because say the physio had, like, punch Bismarck or something, then I then think, well, what, what happens? Like, what, the Edinburgh captain gets sent off? How, how does the process work? That's the, the thing. These guys are all sort of outside the law of the game. Same thing if there's a fight and the subs get involved, is the 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 game doesn't allow for consequences. Yeah. Out of curiosity, would would Hubbard uh, warming up in your opposition oh, the opposition dead balls just as bad, so that your yeah. team's playing at you at least, so that you're not in your opposition's eye line, you in your own team's eye line rather. Oh, that's where the that's where the problem comes in because you then celebrating when your own teammates scoring. scoring yeah, that's why I'm. Yeah, that's something. But you, you, you need to warm up in your own in your own dead ball. Yeah, but then the problem is you fucking around with your opposition's eye line because they're seeing extra yeah. defenders there. Yeah, but you should but be wearing those bibs. So maybe because the thing is, rugby is a territorial game. Like it's very you can you can avoid this if they say okay if you can only warm up like once play moves into say whatever between the 10 and the try line you you have to you have to be out you have to be outside the field yeah. and then if you step onto the field straight red card you're not allowed on the field yeah all right uh just to, to quickly close out just close out the news uh Cody Beale, uh, he he's been in the cuck for the last couple of weeks he has avoided punishment after a week that saw him feature in two controversial videos that surfaced online Beal was made to apologize after the first video filmed in 2016 found its way into the public domain earlier in the week and saw him laughing at an older man who had sniffed a line of white powder off a plate. We can only assume what the white powder was. The second video, which emerged just two days later, but was filmed in 2015, saw Beal blowing into a vacuum cleaner like it was a didgeridoo. The camera then pans, and once again, a plate that looks to be holding lines of white powder can be seen. Beal is not filmed consuming any illegal substances in either video, and that is why he's escaping the punishment. And I quote, uh, Rugby Australia has determined not to proceed with any formal discipline action over Kirkley's appearance in the videos. Rugby Australia CEO Raylene Castle said in a statement to Fox Sports, these videos are recorded a number of years ago, and Kirkley has again stressed his regret at placing himself at significant risk and for the damage the videos have caused to the image of both himself and the sport. These videos serve as a warning to every professional rugby player in Australia of the risks associated with placing themselves in compromising situations particularly in environments where illicit drugs may be present. So, uh, classic Kirtley, hey? Yeah. You've got to look at your friend. Your friends are shit if they're saving fucking videos for like for three-year-old videos and shit on yeah. their phone still. Yeah. Like, you've yeah. got to get better friends if they've got shit on their phones <laughs> that old still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, surely, surely these guys, like, how... Like, I don't know. I only upgrade my phone every, like, six years or whatever. But surely these guys are more cutting edge. Like, they live in a first-world you- country. Yeah, but even I if you're sh- upgrading your phone every six years, Ben, you're deleting everything off there because you're filling your phone. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're how, really good. How is this they're... the biggest, like the biggest crime that his mates committed? Is like not updating yeah. his phone like often enough. <laughs> maybe, maybe 
like, I presume they're other professional, but maybe they have like really good uh, SD cards. Maybe they have like Oh, possibly. All right, just a final piece of news. I know we, we spoke a bit about Stephen Kitsop. He's going to earn sixty million rand. That's not true. Apparently, he's only he's only going to earn twenty seven million rand for three years oh. with oh, sale. Fuck. That, that's more than I make in a week. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Kits off. Uh, well, he, Adam, it's over three years. It's not for three years. Uh, over three. No, no, that's it's the same thing. It's over three no, years. No, for three years sort of implies. It's a three it can imply that's per, per annum. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, touche. Sorry, that was a bit ambiguous. Over three years. Yes, is over more. three years. Over three years. So, uh, in essence, he will be earning five hundred thousand pounds a year. Which works out to a 1.5 million pound deal, uh, translated to the current exchange rate of approximately 27 million rand. What can 27 million rand buy you in South Africa? Um, a nice place in Clifton. Um, I was going to say like a small flat in Clifton. A one-bedroom hovel. Sorry, Clifton. By the way, if you if you don't well, know, is one of the uh, maybe you should just buy Western Province Rugby Union. Maybe could. that's actually that's VPRU's oh, fucking oh, long oh, game. Oh, that's oh, their long game. Debt was it like forty-two billion or something? So Tom yeah, he's, just he's, he's close. Yeah, he's close. He's just so needs two contracts and he could own Western Province. I reckon they can do it. Yeah, just uh, for our non-South African listeners, just to go a little bit back. Clifton is the, one of the most expensive suburbs to, to buy anything uh, in Cape Town, which, um, if you didn't know, is actually part of South Africa. The locals might tell you different, but it's part of South Africa. Sorry, Alex. Just uh, a bit, uh, okay. bit, bit, bit of Josie um, envy there, to be, to be frank. Uh, well, I'm not actually from Cape Town. So no, okay. I know, but you live there. You're from Nam. I've heard very good things about Nam, though. Uh, someone I played disc golf with this morning. He went there on holiday. He had a very good time. He had a... Good, I'm glad. Indeed. Uh, so at Sale, uh, they already have four South Africans on their books. Fafik Glück, John O'Ross, uh, Ron Janssen van Rensburg, and Joshua Strauss. And they're also hoping to sign the Dupreer brothers, Charles-Luc, Dan, and Rob on long-term deals. So, the new Saracens. So, that's, that's going to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for the news. So... Hello? Oh, sorry, that was just a little thing. Right. Sorry, it, I, I was going to, but then I actually decided against talking about this because it's too gossipy. Okay, no, well, you're going to say that Fuff's getting a some... signing bonus for all these. Oh, the, the, the whole Earl Rose thing, but I, I don't uh, think we should. No, no. no. I, I just, I'm just well, the, the whole Earl Rose sod that. Uh, he's not even a Springbok. I'm sick and tired of, of our cucks of African media <laughs> going, he's a Springbok. Ex Springbok. He, he, he never went well, onto the field. The Sparks. It's just, uh, and I mean, I don't think he's a very good rugby player, but everybody hates him. I think it was. Uh, oh, that, that's a bit. That's a bit harsh. Like, right, uh, it's, 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 it's definitely like um, I sense just a bit of discrimination in why everybody hates Earl Rose beyond the fact that he wasn't that good. You talking about Earl the Pearl right now? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like he wasn't that good, but I think I, I, he, I, went, I, the, the he went way past when it was too cool. He, he was like. He was like all the extremes of Alton Young. Yes, thank you. You took the words out of my own mouth. He was Alton before there was Alton. So. No, no, he wasn't Alton before. Well, he, he was like, if you just distill the essence of what people dislike about Alton and just pump it into one person, that person is all right. Yeah, and turn it yeah. up a factor of three. Yeah. I'm waiting for Alton to just put on a pair of gloves this season. Oh, I'm just God. playing gloves. Bringing it back, guys. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Retro. <laughs> Did I tell the story uh, when I was at school? Like the under, 
what was it? it must have been the under 14 diesel under 14 e's or something um, the, the wings bought a pair of rugby gloves between them the right wing would wear the right glove and the left wing would wear the left glove so that they could like catch better on like their outside hands the whole and time. Dominant, oh god. I, I'm uh, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say that I've done that before. <laughs> oh, we, oh yeah, well I had a mate, I can't remember it was like under fourteen or something, and I had a mate who had gloves and I was just super jealous of them. <laughs> and I, I convinced him at one point that it was like inefficient for him to have both gloves, um, and I didn't have any gloves, and you know, yeah. So I, I basically convinced him to let me wear one of the gloves for one, for a whole game. I can't remember which hand it was. Was it at least your outside hand one? Because I know you were a wing. Uh, yeah, at that point I was a wing. I, I can't honestly can't remember which hand it was, but I can also tell you that while I was still playing wing, um, I got contact lenses for the first time in grade ten. Uh, so I was in, I was under fifteen at that point. And I got contact lenses, which completely uh, sort of, okay, not to make too much of the pun, but changed the way I saw rugby. And um, I ran out of contact lenses, but only for the one eye. (laughs) And so (laughs) I played like two or three weeks worth of rugby with just one contact lens in. And I just made, I just kept making sure that I I put it in my right eye because I was playing left wing. (laughs) So I just made sure that I could see the ball coming. And every time someone kicked to my wing, I just tilt my head and watch the ball coming with my right eye. Like, but then you yeah. need depth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. I'm not. I'm not trying to punt it as a solution to anyone's uh, visual <laughs> problems. But it. It was better than no contact lenses. I can tell you that much. I'm just pirating around. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get uh, a hook hand and catch the ball on the. Play, play with the special. That's going to that's gonna wrap it up uh, for the news. Uh, now we're going to move into our Super Rugby team previews. We have three today. We have the Tars. Now, Tars, okay, Ben's under a bit of pressure here because we weren't sure if he'd make it today for very obvious reasons. But he, he sent us a whole bunch of voice notes. So if Ben does a cuck job telling us live, we're going to play the voice notes and see if they're any better. Uh, then we've got Matt's going to do the Crusaders. Matt complained that it was boring F doing the Crusaders. Nothing changed. And I'll be doing the Chiefs afterwards. Alex will be doing the Stormers next week. We also weren't sure how hungover he'd be today. After the previews, we'll just have the Blame Game um, Blame Game game of the week, sponsored by Game, and then the Stop, Drop, and Poll by Dave Grohl. Um, and it's, uh, and it has Are a we deal. allowed to still call it by Dave Grohl? I don't know. I just went with it. Uh, I, think, I think we sorted out our issues with Dave's yeah. legal team, mm-hmm. yeah. but no, no, I think it's good. Did he... Did he send a message over? Um, or, I haven't or, checked, I haven't checked with the lawyers, um, but the last correspondence was a lot more sort of amicable. He he sort of lowered his tone a little bit, so that was promising. So I think I think we're good. I think it's just to see that we're good. Um, I'm looking forward to Hulu and Netflix doing simultaneous documentaries about this relationship, much like the Fire Festival dockies. Mm. Agreed. It's going to be good. Uh, all right, Ben, yeah. can, can you take us away with the TARS, please? And then yeah, just do a crap a, job and play your voice notes. Just a disclaimer, you guys might be hearing the voice notes because I haven't, I don't have my little book where I wrote everything uh, down, but I'll probably remember it. Um, first, uh, notable ends. Um, more out of interest than anything is uh, John the Baptist Falau, brother of Israel. Um, yeah, John plays wing and centre. He's a he's a league convert. He's only he's played very little 
rugby union, but I guess when you get to sort of the outside positions, there's less sort of there's less sort of conversion. You know, you don't get a lot of like props converting from rugby league or whatever. So, um, yeah, he's a bit of a. Oof, this is off the top of my head now. I think he's one meter ninety three and one hundred and twelve kg. So he's a big unit on the wing, huh? And then um, he's obviously he's got the same genetics as Izzy, so theoretically that should he should be pretty athletic, pretty well balanced, pretty yeah, you know like how homophobic is he? Has he? Yeah, he he hasn't. From my research, he hasn't strongly voiced an opinion either way. But yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm just gonna live. This will be the combine. Yeah, I'm like have like a gay couple and you just sort of sort of just <laughs> shot their yeah. reactions to seeing them. Like, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, to, like, twist away in fear. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So he he's a bit of a wild card. Um there is some space opening up on the wing that we'll we'll talk about later. So yeah, I, I don't no, if you'll start, they they do have they do have pretty good um, they do have pretty good wing cover, but you never know. It's like Super Rugby is a bit of a meat grinder. So, a few injuries, like we could see John the Baptist, um, you know, walking. He didn't walk on water. Did he walk on water? That was just Jesus. I think that, I think that was just Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, who was the other one? There was another one, but it wasn't John the Baptist. Um, can, can I tell you when we phoned the hospital to um, kind of you know, go to hospital to have this baby. There was no room at the inn. Like, the hospital was full. So, you know, my child draws a lot of parallels to Jesus. <laughs> uh, so then, um, next notable, and, like, he wouldn't really be, like, in the South African side, you'd be like, yo, who the fuck cares? But it's old Leroux Roots, who yeah. is a two meters tall, 134 kg lock. And I know we talk, we talked about it a lot. That's exactly what Australian teams need. Like a proper size player just running around doing the hard yards. Skeletoning it, essentially. Yeah, so, so I, I think he could be a far more influential player than he would be in a South African side. I don't think he's going to set the fantasy world on fire, to be honest. But I think he might be, be exactly what the Tars need. Just kind of a bit of weight, a bit of pushing power, you know, just a bit of... Yeah. Um, I don't know do think, you know, obviously that Hannigan and, no I don't think he'll start well like yeah but you never know again like it's kind of injury prone position and they don't they don't have oops sorry Ben you're, you're, you're breaking up a little bit uh, in front but I, I, there's an outside chance to come off the bench and then, oh sorry there's an outside chance he might come off the bench and then um and then, you know, you never know with injuries and stuff. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. 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 You seem good for now. Okay. And then third one, I've actually cheated a bit here and kind of enjoyed two people because there's like an 80% chance the one will come and then a 20% chance the other will come. So, um, still not confirmed yet, but Adam Ashley Cooper, apparently he's looking to come back, and if he comes back, he will come back to the Tars. He's just had a good um, little stint of Vitbits, uh, maybe, or maybe Centauri. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards Centauri. Um, yeah, um, he's 34 years old, so he still has a bit of, he still has a bit of life in him. You know, it's not like Mar or whatever. 
and I think he will add something. He's, he's got a good head on him. Like his rugby's always been a bit more cere- uh, cerebral than physical. So I don't know if age will will dent him as much as it would some players. Um, yeah, and I think he, he would add a lot to the Tars. Obviously, he can pretty much play anywhere in the back line, but I think it's most likely he'll play 13 if he comes to the Tars. But I might be wrong. And then uh, the last one, the, the 20% chance is Carmichael Hunt, because obviously he's a uh, persona non grata at the red, but he's still paying him whatever it is, 800000 Aussie dollars a year. Um, so um, apparently there, there's talk of a player swap, but I'm not quite sure what's going on there. And obviously, you know, the, the season's kind of drawing close. So, I don't know. I don't really think they need Carmichael Hunt because they have Izzy. But, yeah, I guess it's always it's always good to have cover. But it's a bit of a waste because obviously if they're bringing Carmichael Hunt over, they're going to have to firstly pay his big red salary and then give up a player. And to do all of that to get a guy just to have him on the bench seems a bit of a waste. Isn't it Bryce Hegarty who's linked as the leaving Tars player, though? So, I mean. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, Andrew finally yeah, found someone it. to take him up on the offer. <laughs> yeah, clearly. The Reds. I thought he Hamish. What's his name? Hamish Stewart. No, uh, is it? Yeah. Look, any third string fly off at this point is the running joke that Andrew's tried to sell there. <laughs> Yeah, any sort of second wing, second tier fly off. Um, and then, um, outs. Um, he's there and there about, like, he kind of flirts with the Starling Birth, uh, Paddy Ryan. From what I saw, like, I haven't investigated this too much, but it looks like they've just released it. Because they said he's gone to the Sydney, Sydney Rays or whatever it is. So, apparently he was, uh, superfluous to needs. I don't have the, the sheet in front of me, but they seem to have brought in a young prop to replace him. I don't know if he'll be great, but Paddy Ryan was never really the mm. the start of birth, but he was alright. He actually scored quite well in fantasy when he did start. And then um, the last um, notable, I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise or not, but Otakile Nayavura, uh, the mountain that winged. Um <laughs> Yeah, he he's gone to Northampton Saints. Like, it's a funny one because he he offers a lot in. I was going to say some areas, but let's just say one very specific area. <laughs> Running down but, the fucking five meter. You know, like 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 the, the five meters. Five meters from the line. You know, his, his, his scrubbing's excellent. Great <laughs> uh, lifter. No, no, but five, five meters from the line. There are very few players in the world you would rather give the ball to than him. Well, provided he catches it, obviously. Cheslin Coffey. Yeah, no, but, but there, there's a lot of... There's like, obviously, there, there are a whole lot of gaps in his game. So maybe in terms of kind of planning your team, it's better not to have Naivur. You know, you, you can sort of plan a more comprehensive uh, style of play. But, but then, obviously, he had a lot. Like, he... Like, no, we give him a lot of shit, but he is very good at going over the try line. Mm. How many tackles yeah, did he make? I wonder what his tackle stats were like last season, out of curiosity. Uh, yeah, I, I doubt they were good. You have to go look for them now somewhere. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was about uh, to, but honestly, I don't have the energy. Uh, I'll do it later. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it like in a week's time and remind you guys. Remember when I asked about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I asked. 
So, so anyway, he's gone. He, oh no, he scored quite well. In, like, he had the most sporadic fantasy as well. It was great, dude. He just scored like seven, like a hundred. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, he's gone. Otherwise, nothing too notable. I might have forgotten someone, but my, my kind of opinion was, especially if Adam Ashley Cooper comes over, they've, they've, they've gained a bit in the, they've gained slightly in the trade window. Not a massive gain, but not a, yeah, but I think more than neutral. Then, what else? Oh, key players. I know, like, um, Izzy Falao is without doubt their best backline player and their best player. Yeah. But I would I would actually argue the key player is currently vacuum cleaner Didgeridoo Beal. Because, you know, Adam, Adam, you will insert a side clip later. Sorry, but if, but if, Sorry You will insert a clip of currently playing the vacuum cleaner Didgeridoo. Except, except that this is your voice note, Ben, so we don't know to do that. No, we were all in the room voice noting with Ben. <laughs> Good, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> um, then, yeah, because I, I would say if Izzy plays well, it doesn't necessarily mean the Tars are going to play well, but I do think if Beal plays well, it'll really gel that whole band. Because uh, he's not just, he's a, he's a distributor, but he's also kind of a threat on his own, so... Yeah, I, I would I would say he's the key player. I would say a lot of their season hinges on Beal having a good season. Mm. Then their key forward is a tough one because they they're all pretty cuck to be honest. Actually, Kepu's all lot is fine. But and then then obviously Hooper. But like yeah. I think Hooper's another backline player in my opinion, and they they don't need they don't need more backline players. They need proper forwards. Yeah. So then I would I would say their key forward is probably someone like Rob Simmons. Because if Rob Simmons actually starts doing like some good hard yards, starts making like the hard meters, that can unlock their backline like kind of get their backline going forward. So yeah, I would I would say that's probably their key forward. Obviously Hooper's their best forward. But also yeah. he didn't have a great last year, but yeah, I don't know. Do you guys agree with this? I agree with your assessment. Yeah. I just I I don't think Rob Simmons is anywhere near being on the cusp of a performance like that. Like, I don't think he's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right in terms of they need a forward who can do proper forward things, but they don't have anyone that I can see. I don't know. Maybe like, maybe someone like Jack Dempsey, who can sort of of the number, the blind side. Yeah, but they have Hannigan. He's not going to get a stop. Hannigan, that guy, he's (laughs) such a write-off. They need to get rid of Hannigan. Or yeah, maybe, like, maybe, would... maybe they should let him play eight or something, where he can be a bit looser. But even at eight, like he's, just, I feel like he's he's bigger than Warren Whiteley, but I, he feels like a weaker version of Warren Whiteley. Like he's diluted. Yeah, no, yeah. they've zoomed. They've basically zoomed in on Warren Whiteley, but kept the density at the same, so it's softer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe he's not getting enough iron no, in his no, diet. No, no, no. It seems very soft. <laughs> you know, enough scam. What, what do they always? eat in Australia what's it like every time you watch a cooking show what are they cooking those little like fish things uh, yeah they are scampies I think yeah scampi they're always cooking scampi in Australia he needs more scampi <laughs> yeah, love, love some scampi <laughs> 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 oh, um, and then so uh, yeah key forwards oh, I don't know but someone has to be a proper forward in that maybe it'll be Larue Roots um, mm. yeah key forward the South African 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all a nation of forwards. Like, that's kind of like... That uh, is our niche. Yeah, that is our niche. No, 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 agreed. We'll... Yeah. And then... Um, what are we... Oh, uh, sort of uh, strengths. I would say their attacking backline is potentially very strong. Because they could go... Um, Phipps, Foley, Clark, Beal... Adamashi Cooper, Rona, then Falau, which is a very, a very, very good attacking backline, like we can all agree. Yeah. But it's it's worryingly similar to the Australian backline that's, you know, about as good as a mesh condom when it comes to defense. I was going to say, that's a lot of fucking cross-running <laughs> dummy runners switching and going on in that line without action mini-match yeah. go forward. Yeah, because yeah, obviously the Australian backline has Karevi, and he 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 doesn't really generate much go forward to them. So yeah, I I don't really. But I would say if it comes right, we could see some fantastic moves from that backline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then other strengths, I was struggling a bit to be honest. Like um, <laughs> I won't talk about it, but like like generally their their squad's pretty stable. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, good as well. But it's shit, um, like. There's no point in being stable if you're shit. Shit is yeah. stable. It's like the reverse, man. They have a good mixture of sort of experience and relatively young players. So. Yeah. Look, I, I want to I speak up a little bit for the Iceman because I'm yeah, a I'm massive a... Bernard Foley fan and I think he's going to recover his form from a few years ago and end up being like a much more convincing this year at the Rugby World Cup than he was... Uh, last year for Australia because he had a, a bit of a horror show at the end of the year, and I mean, like to be fair, the whole team and especially the backline, I felt like we just no one really knew what the plan was for the backline, so they were trying everything and nothing worked. But I, yeah. I think that he's, I really think he's quality, and I think, I uh, okay, I'm I'm on the fence about Phipps. I've never been a huge Phipps fan. Um, uh, I prefer um, Gordon. I think Gordon's better. I think I think Gordon's better. Yeah, I think Gordon's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, but how does tough, you know, I mean does... in, in, in Israel Falah, you've got like a guy who's been not just fantasy wise, but rugby, in rugby, pure rugby terms, he's been one of the best outside backs in the world consistently for the last like five years, which is insane. Like, that's that's such a massive yeah, waste. Especially, especially, but yeah, they they don't they don't bring Falah in as much as yeah. Falah's like true. the most best at counter-attacking, which I don't think the Waratahs themselves know what they're doing and that happens. Well, if you, if you listen, listen to... Sorry, Ben. This, uh, can I say one more thing? Sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> uh, draft rugby, they were very dour on, uh, in particular, the ability of North, North South Wales rugby, uh, the boo-ha-has in Sydney to identify talent. And it seemed like they, they, they had something for John Falau, a.k.a. John the Baptist. So, um, I don't know what my point was. Oh, I Just think, to cut off Ben. Well, that too. But, oh, well, I don't know. They seem a little bit underwhelmed, particularly with the forward pack. So, when you say on the Ruta Roots, he's going to be the new jackpot. That's kind of my feeling about it. Yo, yo, but this is a guy who... I don't know how old he is, to be honest, but he was playing for the Pumas, so he wasn't anywhere near any of the Super Rugby sides in South Africa. That's and now playing for the Kings, don't forget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and now, and now they've they've flown him over 
you know, like obviously they've sort of gone out their way to get this guy. That South Africa was just kind of like, you know, whatever, you know, you you, yeah. you lose. So, um, yeah, I think I think that does kind of speak to and sort of the quality of that type of forward in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you also got so, you also got to remember that when when Jack Putt was at the Waratahs for that one very successful season, they also had um, Wycliffe Pali. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and Will Skelton. But I think I think honestly, like Wycliffe Palu leaving has has crippled that club. It's crazy. I never at the time I didn't expect it. Yeah. But I've I don't think I've ever seen like one player's departure be so kind of meaningful. Yeah. yeah. And you know, because and it, it, it had such a, a ripple effect because not only did it mean that they had a you know, big strong ball carrier, which yeah, maybe they've now got in the Ruritz. I I I'm not particularly Sure yeah, about that, but we don't really know. We South African, and we're not really sure who this guy is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but what they definitely had was a lot more space for Michael Hooper, because I think that that's been his downfall in the last two years for both the Waratahs and Australia, is that he's had to change his role to one that doesn't really suit him that well. Because Ben, you said he's actually an extra backline player, and that's 100 percent right. I actually really like the way you put it, but. I don't think he's embraced that. He, I don't think he's embracing that role currently because he feels compelled to be doing more forward work stuff because he's, he's got to make work. up for Duncan and Hannigan. Um, and I don't want to demonize Hannigan because he's not the only problem, but you know he he really does kind of typify the the wo- the forward woes for Australia at the moment. He just can't kind of carry the weight, and yeah, I think it's it's it means that uh, Hooper's kind of. Struggling to really reach his potential. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, just, just to just to finish up, uh, weaknesses. I remember I had this written down. A small weak forward pack. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. um, um, their defensive backline is going to be a dog show. If you know how how's that team going to stop uh, like Samu Karevi, Rico Ioni? Yeah. Uh, Young, uh, is young, no, Jansen van Rimmer is not around anymore. Um, yeah, like, like the, I, I can't Jamie see. Jamie Dillinder. Yes, there isn't. Yeah, yes, there isn't. Like, there's uh, there points, whatever. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, no. <laughs> ben Smith. There's so many, yeah, but Ben Smith, like, it doesn't matter. You could trick yeah, him. No, 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 no one can no, stop no. him. Uh, look, I, I just wanted to escalate it too far. It's like pulling Hitler, Hitler out in an argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so... So yeah, like I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle on defense, and then which a weird thing because we've been giving this team so much heat is they actually have too many Wallabies for the World Cup here. Like mm. they think about it, they're gonna have to rest Beal, rest Falao, rest Foley, possibly rest Adam Ashley Cooper, probably rest Kepu, probably rest Simmons, probably definitely rest Hooper. Like for such yeah. a t- team that we've been so critical of. They actually have a hell of a lot of Australia. A hell of a lot of their spine, yeah. essentially, at some point. Yeah, they've got a hell of a lot of Wallabies. So, yeah, um, all all, not super um, uh, positive about their prospects. But then again, I'm not super positive about the Australian conference. So I think they might come about second. Second in <laughs> the Brad. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the Rebels will win the conference. Yeah, agreed. But it is weird because they they sort of the Brumbies have a better forward pack, but the Tars definitely have a better backline. Yeah. 
Mm. Which is weird because I would say the traditional street, the Tars were almost like the bulls of, like the old bulls, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they always had a good foot. Yeah. <laughs> Glory days. Yeah, so. Uh, um, cool. That sounds good. Cool. We'll move on. You've, uh, you've done well. Uh, we will not play uh, your voice so, notes. Thank you for that voice note, Ben. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All the others, I mean, sorry. Uh, right, Matt, can you tell us about the, the, the best team going around? I reckon, I reckon you just play Ben's voice notes here, and that's about as much value as any discussion on the Crusaders is going to be. Um, <laughs> Okay. I mean, fuck! It's the Crusaders. You all know. You all know the Crusaders. Let me just run through yeah, notable, yeah, notable, sounds like notable losses. Notable losses. Wyatt Crockett. Yeah. He's retired. Nice. Uh, Hayden Bedwell Curtis is one of the. Look, look, there's fuck all. That's what I'm saying. Hayden Bedwell Curtis going to the Hurricanes. Yeah. Pizza Moo's going to the Brumbies, and the Tamani Vula is going to Bordeaux, and that's about it for big name losses. I mean, the rest of the old guys, all, all youngsters, they're releasing back to them, their Mitre 10 teams. Yeah. So there's that. And then to, and then the players that they've signed so far, I, I can, uh, the only one that I reckon is, is of any value is Where to Douglas. They've also, Ira mm-hmm. Enari for Scrum Off cover, uh, Lester Fayinga Anuku. Yeah, Fayenga Anuku uh, at wing and Ngane Punivai also at wing. But those are all, I mean, besides where to the rest of them are all youngsters called up from Mitre 10 to just plug gaps that that they think they have. Mm. I think the this the interesting cover. The one piece of news I saw is okay. Obviously, all the All Blacks have to rest for two weeks during Super Rugby. But it looks like both Whitelock and Reed, uh, uh, Sam, uh, yeah, Sam Whitelock, they have to rest for six weeks, by the looks of it. Where do you see that? Uh, it's, uh, I'll, share, I'll share the link now no, in in the WhatsApp group. It's from the New Zealand Herald, reporting in December. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Cool. So, so that's so yeah. Uh, that's the. So, so the Matt, would you say Kieran Reed deserves uh, uh, to be in the World 15 for next year, for this year already, because he's <laughs> come back from a six-week rest so well? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the point. That I don't understand. They're, they're fucking hard on for Kieran Reed. That they've got to <laughs> wrap him in bubble wrap, like every, and then just dust him off for internationals, and then just play with kiddie gloves with him for the rest no, of the don't season. Don't tell them. I think he might let them down in the World Cup. So let's. Uh, yeah. let's yeah. Okay, so, Guys, Kieran Reed, yeah, he's he's an ass. He's an ass. He's, he's, he's an aster. Um, I'm gonna go run through. So important forwards, I reckon. One to look at is obviously Cody Taylor. Yeah. Um, Matt Todd, I'd be happy. I reckon he's gonna have a good season if he actually starts, because yeah, I mean they've got Matt Todd and Jordan Tafua essentially. It looks like gonna be their starting flanks. And then where to could could surprisingly be important for them because he's going to have to play half a season because Reed's not allowed to. Yeah, um, and, he, and he's quality though. Even when he did make that short little yeah. uh, sojourn, well, before he yeah. ended up going to Italy, he was very good. Also fantasy gold, just if you're listening out yeah. there, uh, might be a good pickup for you. 
Uh, all right, uh, please continue. Sorry. And then outside in the wings, we've got their kicky wings most probably going to be their most important player, old Richie Mwanga. Yeah. And then centers, they've got oh, yeah, busy wings. They've got Crutty and Goodyear with Bateman holding up the, the line. And then hopefully George Bridge gets to start on wingy wing. And oh, fuck it. I'm just, I, I just noticed Israel Dag still on their, mm. on their far, far out wing still. <laughs> I I'm thought sure he, I didn't, I didn't think he had any knee cartilage left. Oh, yeah, well, apparently they haven't bothered to drop him yet, so he's still on the list. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say this now. Their strength is that it's the Crusaders and they're an incredibly strong side. And I think from 1 to 15, they've most probably got an all-black. But in that same breath, that's their biggest weakness. That 1 to 15, they've got an all-black. So they they have to play that what Ben was complaining with the Waratahs as well. A very strange ju- juggling game. To how are they gonna who they're gonna rest and when? <laughs> man, man, I can't believe you just compared the Waratahs to the Crusaders. No, but I'm saying it's the same, the same I mean, both of them are essentially the, the national side when it comes to a franchise. And they, yes, it's a shit conference versus an excellent conference, and that I think is going to be a problem for them. But I don't think the Crusaders are going to end lower than second. In their franchise. No, no, no. Oh, that's sorry. bullshit. You're not getting away with that. End low in second. Where are they going to end, bro? They're going to end first. They're going to end first. But I'm just saying, worst case scenario, like, fuck, who knows? A, another earthquake hits Christchurch. They're most probably going to pull a second then. Okay. okay. I, think, I think they're going to end second. You think they're going to end second after, what, hurricanes? Yeah. Because uh, Richie Mong is going to get injured again, and <laughs> oh, yeah. get a current no. side with uh, with the ABs having is, to be. Is he going to be your first draft pick? No, because he's going to get injured. There's no point. There's no point drafting drafting broken goods. It's like drafting. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> N- nearly slipped up. Uh, is that it, Matt, uh, for the Crusaders? Yeah, it's the Crusaders. I mean, okay. fuck. If you don't know what the Crusaders are, then why are you even listening to a rugby podcast? Jeez, the you're spitting with vinegar. You know? Okay, yeah, it's just—it's it's like the most boring side to research because it's the same side as last year. Well, what, what was the other one that I gave? What was the other ones that I allocated to you? Are they more entertaining? Sunwolves uh, and the Reds. Reds are always oh. just no. Adam did the Aguares with the Disney. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. The Reds yeah. are more entertaining because it's there's a lot more That's gossip there. You're like, ah, which teams are not allowed, to, which players aren't allowed to play anymore because they've picked up recreational habits, <laughs> or punched or punched their coach mates and their coaches mate at one point during an international game. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess if that's going to wrap it up for the Crusaders, uh, but yeah, I mean. They're the Crusaders. Uh, they, I do think just what you did, what, one thing I will chip in is that uh, I'll be very interested to see who plays right wing uh, with Tommy Navalu uh, not being there. And he kind of provided that power. They're very much a power winger compared to a guy like George Bridge, who uh, he's just great. But but like Tommy Navalu was a tank. He ran over a few people. I'm sure there's a few chances staff. are good it's going to be Matielli. Yes, uh, I'd say so. I like the look of him, and they've been keeping him on the burner uh, quite well. So. Yeah, uh, just the other teams I gave you, Matt. It appears that I gave you the Sharks. Uh, no, you guys are going to, speaking of p- spitting venom. Wait until I <laughs> have to talk about the Sharks. Yeah, I see. Oh, 
Ant message on the group. It's Tyler Paul's birthday today. Yay, happy uh, birthday, happy Tyler birthday. Paul. Best I like how Ben spoke shit about butt kids born in January and like two days after his kid was born in January. Yeah. You know, I find my kids every advantage you can. I'm, yeah. I'm not a great athlete, so it needs all the all the help you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a quick preview for next week. Uh, we have here Ben. He's doing the Lions. Uh, I'm doing the Bulls because I can't do the Lions because Ben's doing the Lions. Um, and Alex is doing the Stormers. So it's going to be an all South African lineup for next week's preview. And that's it. Right. Uh, let's move on to the Chiefs. Uh, I, I allocated myself the Chiefs. I'm quite glad I did. Uh, actually, it's quite interesting doing a little bit of research on them. So just in terms of major ins and outs, uh, Angus uh, Tayavo, he's not signed a proper contract with him. He wasn't quite on their books last year. Same as Sean Wainui. He's their Jack Deprisini. Has he fixed his leg? I think so. Uh, but I hope so. He's involved. Uh, Jack Deprisini, he's come over from the Rebels, but I don't really see him getting a start. Uh, but Tian Falcon, he's going to be ahead of him. <laughs> Thank you. And then uh, Tumua Manu, he's come through from the Blues, a utility back. And uh, one guy I'd be very interested to keep an eye on, he's going to play in the back three, um, Iteni Nanai Saturo. He's a New Zealand 7 star, 19. So he, he could be maybe a bit of a bolter if there's a major injury to the likes of Sean Stevenson and like. Um, and Alamalu and those key guys, but I mean, I'll chat a bit more about that. In terms of outs, uh, they've lost a lot of experience. Mitchell Graham, experienced prop, he's gone. Dominic Bird, uh, out for, among the locks. Liam Messam, uh, we all know Liam Messam. Uh, he's gone too. Tim Nana-Williams, but he didn't really contribute last season. He was a bit injured. Uh, one of our favorite centers, I think the pod, the pod will agree with me, Charlie Naitai. He's headed. A, he, where did he go? He went overseas, didn't he? He's in France, I think. Yeah, uh, a great player. A real pity he's gone. So uh, hopefully he's gotten over his concussion issues. And then Tony Pulu, he's headed over to the Brumbies. So they've lost quite a lot of experience. Uh, in terms of strengths and weaknesses, the strength is uh, DMAC, Damian McKenzie. He'll be playing 10 for them. When DMAC has a good game, Jenny, I, I thought you said Falcon was playing 10. Ta-ca! No, <laughs> damn it. I said he'll be he'll be ahead of Debrazini. Listen, Ben. Uh, I know you're tired, though. I know you're tired. What, what, about, what about Starty? Starty McKenzie? Nah. Uh, it's his year. It's his year. Yeah. Surely. <laughs> it's the year uh, of Starty. Yeah. Uh, but look, as I was saying, DMAC's going to be a strength. Can I just say, on last year's fantasy, every player was called by their actual names? Apart from Beast and Starty. So Starty's like, that nickname is holding holding water now. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, Mac, as I was saying, he's going to be a strength. If he, has, if he has a good game, I think Jenny, the team, will have a good game. But, I mean, I'll bring him up a little bit later. But naturally, um, yeah, he, he can really drive the team forward. Uh, there's pace to burn all across their back line. I mean, you've got a guy like Solon Alamalu, one of my wonderful pickups after Phil dumped him in the draft last year. He had a fantastic year last year, um, playing 11 and, 11 and 15, moving across the back line. He's outstanding. Sean Stevenson, coming back from industry, uh, injury, he couldn't didn't really get too much game time last year, but with Tony Pooley heading off, I'd expect him to get involved. Also, a very, very good player. And then who's the other wing? Damn it. Forgive me, my mind is lost. Oh, Wanyui, he'll be there. And Tumua Manu, uh, he might also be involved. Also, I have, I have a strength as there will be no Johnny Faulai. He will not be in the backs. Um, so, he's a hazard. So, the fact he's not around means that maybe his absence is making the Chiefs stronger. So, I, I, I have that. 
as well. And then also at Scrum Half, they've got a lot of depth. Uh, they've got uh, Teotu uh, Arangi and Brad Weaver. And there's even um, the Hurricanes. There is a, one of their reserve, reserve number nines. He's come over. I don't have my, my notes in front of me, unfortunately. So they've got a ton of, ton of depth at nine. So you can expect uh, Triple T and Brad Weaver to rotate a lot. In terms of weaknesses, uh, DMAC is also a weakness. If he has a bad game, uh, you can generally shut down a lot of what the Chiefs are doing, particularly in the wet. Uh, he's not as effective. Uh, and I think like when the Chiefs lost to the Hurricanes in, I think it was a quarterfinal last year, they kind of neutralized him. So he's also a strength and a weakness. But, I mean, he's so prodigiously talented. That's hectic. Uh, hooker? The hooker, um, Nathan Harris, he's okay. He's, whoops, sorry, got a bit of feedback there. He's okay. Sensors, uh, I think they're going to be a little bit weak at sensor. Uh, they've lost quite a lot of depth there. So, I mean, you've got the guys like Alex uh, Nagavelli, Balen Sullivan. Uh, those are the new guys that are going to be t- partnering um, Anton Leonard Brown, one of the one, one of the better centers in the competition. Uh, not as good as Jack Goodhue. Sorry, Alex. I know you're a massive ALB fan. But at center, they're going to be quite raw. So it's going to be quite interesting to see who starts. And then just in the loose forwards, um, just from the players that have lost, they've got, lost quite a lot of experience. It's quite a work with light loose, uh, loose trio. But there's... But it's quite inexperienced. There's not too many caps uh, going around. I know Taledi Saar. I'm a fan of his, but he's a little bit injury prone. It'll be interesting to see what Peter Gus... Um, oh, damn, I can't even read my own handwriting. So Akula. I hope I got that right. He's quite big and bulky. It'll be interesting to see who he does. And then you get the guys like Mitchell Brown. As well, a bit more experienced. Uh, we'll see. And there's also Lachlan Boscher. He's not too bad. So uh, I'll be interested to see how it develops. Now, in terms of the key back, just to state the obvious, DMAC uh, or Antonella Brown. Uh, I think he's going to be absolutely key for the season. Uh, the back three won't be able to do as well unless those guys get some quality ball. And then key forward to state the obvious, Brady Rotatic. Probably one of the world's best rugby players. He's just simply outstanding and absolute lock. Do you think, Do you think, guys, he's a first-round draft pick, Brady Rotatic, as a lock? Sure. Yeah, why not? Sure. Yes, yes, I think he's a first-round draft pick. I think so. Ben, he's keeping his cards close to his chest. I, I just told you who my first round pick would be if I had the choice. No, no, no. Uh, but, but... Wouldn't, Brody wouldn't. He wouldn't be my first round draft pick because I've told you who my first round. No, draft no, no, pick no. You're missing. You misunderstand the question. So I know you're tired. I know you're tired. Is he no, going to be no. one of the first eight picks? Yes. What Adam wants to no, I, I, don't, I don't think Brody would be one of the first eight picks. I think hmm. he would be one of the first twenty-four picks. Yeah, but I mean, geez, uh, DDA might even sneak into the top twenty-four. That's a bit insulting. Top 20. Oh I can't. I cannot wait Adam, for this season. Adam, Adam, is, Adam is drafting drunk already. No, dude, like, have you seen his DDA stats? A lot of carries, a lot of runs. He picked up a few. Okay, wait, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you're, you're 100% right, Adam. You're 100% so you would, right. Don't, don't listen did, to him. Yes. With your third pick, Adam. Uh, sorry? You would pick DDA with your third pick. No, definitely not. Uh, You're asking too many questions, Ben. Yeah, def- definitely not. Um, also, just to, sorry to quickly get back to the Chiefs. Uh, Ruben O'Neill apparently is quite a high, highly rated prop. I think he was in and around the All Black squad uh, late last year. He was, and, yeah. And now someone that Matt, I don't know if you know much about this guy, uh, Atata Mukiola. He plays for Japan. He's been described as a Joe Maloney clone. He apparently plays in the midfield or on wing. He played for under 20 Japan. Wait, wait, wait. Would you say a clone Alomu? 
Yes, he he's apparently the clone of Lomu. He played uh, he played for Japan in under twenty World Cup in twenty sixteen. Apparently, it was good. I don't have his stats, but he literally came out of nowhere to be pulled into the Chiefs squad. So he's someone also very interesting to watch. Um, I Would don't... you compare him to Ritz? Uh, no, I literally know sweet nothing about this guy. I just the fact he's been pulled into the back three. Uh, from what I read, a couple of very decent uh, meter cuts backs got, got turned out because of him. And he plays with Japan. A New Zealand team doesn't draft a Japanese player unless he's as good as, uh, previously speaking... Oh, man. Uh, number eight? Sorry, excuse me. Uh, the, for Japan, the captain? I was going to yeah. ask, when last, I was going to say, when last did they do that? Oh, last season. Yeah. No, I was going to say. No, you don't probably remember. Can you, can you, can you please tell me who the, who the Japanese captain is? I said Leach. Thank you, Michael, Michael Lech. Uh, so Lech. Was it Leach or Lech? I thought it was Lech. Leach. I think it's Leach. Oh. Leach. Anyway, um, Atata. Did Tanaka I, play for I, I the Highlanders as well? Yeah. Tanaka. Tanaka. Uh, Tanaka. Tanaka, Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka. Ooh, I, I corrected you. But yeah, it's uh, Atata, uh, Bukiola. Someone to watch. Uh, right, lastly, in terms of finish. Uh, the New Zealand conference is, is bloody difficult. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Crusaders first, I said Hurricane second, but anybody from third to fifth will can be anywhere, because I think the Blues are going to be a lot stronger. Uh, no, 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 no. You shout on Matt for doing no, that. No, I was going to say third. I do believe they're going to finish third, but I'm just also saying that I do believe the gap between third and fifth is going to be very close. Um, as well. But third, third, there's my uh, name on a, on a post. Uh, they're going to finish third, the Chiefs. Okay. All right, um, oh, oof, we seem to be making some pretty good progress. Right, the Blame Game, Game of the Week, sponsored by Game. Who, uh, uh, we missed it last week, I do apologize. As I said, I, Whose fault is that? Uh, I'd, I'd like to say it's... a very stimulated conversation about transformation. <laughs> I know that, uh, and also made some very good points afterwards, he messaged us in the group. Uh, one thing he did mention to me that I think, which is very interesting, about his access to resources uh, after high school, um, a lot of players maybe drop out of the system because they don't necessarily have the same support structures as other players do. I'm more referring to uh, non-white players, and they have to maybe perhaps enter the working world, uh, so on and so forth. So that's also a possible reason. I thought that made also quite a lot of sense. But we will be reposting that, by the way. Apologies for the sound. Yeah. And and also made a good point about sort of the the mental um, anguish a player must feel knowing they they oh, yes. may or may not be a quota. Yeah. In a way, 100%. say someone like Alton Yanchi's constantly being hammered on about, you know, like... Yes, early on in his career, too. Everyone, like, yeah. God, the South African rugby public's ignorant and intolerant. But, you know, like, if you read any comment on an article within... I, I actually guarantee you, it's like a... I know, like a... Seven, it's like a seven degrees of separation thing. That you cannot read five comments on a rugby article in South Africa without some idiot complaining about the quota system. Pretty much. No, it's not five. It's like two or three. Yeah, yeah Jesus. It's, it's, it's quite, quite highbrow. <laughs> Giving Oaks too much yeah, credit. No, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe if there's one about them, like, you know, changing the rugby balls or whatever, like, maybe it'll take them five to complain about the quota system. So, just to be clear, just yes. to be clear that it was Adam's fault that we didn't have a, a game blame sponsor by game. Yeah, blame. so am I winning it again no, this week? Because, do you know what the, the irony is, people? That... Alex actually had a game blame game game of the uh, game blame game lined up that wasn't Adam. It wasn't going to be Adam last week. Yeah. Adam didn't allow Alex to do that, so Adam Adam won it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Adam screwed himself over. So I wanted to buy buy game blame game of the week blame. Well, you know, like five game. times champ. <laughs> yeah, I'm very. Because I'm like. Could... Yeah, un- unstoppable, pretty much undefeated. Also, yeah, un- undefeated. Be able to... Yeah, no, no one else <laughs> ever won it. But who who was going to win it, Alex? Maybe this will facilitate something. Okay, well, it seems we're gonna. Yeah, I was I was gonna give it to Heineken Mayer because the context of the discussion on transformation, I felt like. There was quite a big step taken backwards during Hanukkah Mayer's tenure, where he 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 had like this obsession with blue balls players, particularly guys like Monestan and um, uh, like even to some extent Fruit Dupree, who he had coached very successfully during his tenure at the Bulls, but who were kind of past their best, and he was just adamant that he was going to, you know, like use their these players at the national level. And I felt like he didn't give a proper shake to up and coming players of color. And he also included a lot of really random guys. Uh, I, I stand on a correction about whether Dion, Stech, whether Dion Stechman was during Heineken Mayer's tenure was beforehand. It might have been beforehand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, for me, Heineken Mayer's tenure as Springbok coach was not a great one in terms of transformation. Yeah, but this week Adam is the winner again. Yeah, so, so last week Heineken didn't actually win it because obviously the the, the moments pass, so Adam wins it this week yeah. again. Yeah, right. Again. <laughs> um, just before we go to the start of the poll, I know we're doing some previews next week. I think it'll be the final final round um, of previews, and on well, February second, previews left two. Yeah, because uh, I'm not doing one next week, and I'm doing the sharks the week after. Uh, what date is this? So I'm just looking 27th. Wait, when are we doing the draft one? Is the draft episode the 10th? Yeah. Ah, yeah. So that's what I actually. Off, thank, off, thank you, Matt. Off, after, we, after we draft. Yes. So yeah. Matt, uh, thank you for correcting me. Yeah, just on the February 10th. Uh, if you haven't noticed Alex's Twitter feed, or, or even ours, or checked out our article on uh, srobmag.coza about fantasy rugby. Big credit to Alex. Um, I, I just chipped in. I, I just kept Alex in lane. You know, I just made sure. Uh, he, he stuck to the topic at hand. You could read that. Tennis. But uh, uh, on February 10th, we were aiming to um, maybe hopefully have a special guest on in regards to draft rugby. And we'll be chatting all things draft. Well, we, we, must, we must invite them on because now it's late enough in the episode that we can... Inv- we've invited them already, but invite them I, again just, just to see if I, they I, listen to the I just said we, we might have a special guest. And now you're busy blowing it out the water. Okay, well, look. Uh, draft rugby, I know we've had some very informal discussions uh, it would be great to have one of you guys onto the show. So tell us about your platform. Um, also, some, some, some tactics you can tell us about. And there's all things draft rugby. There are other draft games out there as well, guys. Just get involved if you have your favorites. Um, I know I, I've managed to get roped into Fantasy Rugby TV's draft league. I'm in their fifth division, apparently. And I'm Did you get kicked again because you were in fourth last week? No, no, no. But there was like, they had Penny Jesus. League. Division one, division two, division three, and division four. I'm going to represent you guys. Okay. Did you tell them you were planning to draft Damien Delende third overall? They were like, fuck this guy. Did you say your team was called unbelievable? And they just said, oh, fuck this guy. does nothing. It was called Where To From Here. I took your suggestion. So I changed it to Let's Get Swasty. Why did you take my first suggestion? That was so weak, Adam. I yeah, gave you a list of like six possible names. Yeah, why did you take the root of all evil? The root of yeah. all evil. 
I prefer to take. Uh, I, re- I refuse to take any of uh, Alex's uh, bullshit petty suggestions. He's always boasting about this long, <laughs> this long list of draft names. So you know what, Alex? No. And it is my sole aim to beat you in draft this year uh, and to dethrone you. We can make a side bet on that as well. But yes, draft rugby, if you're listening, uh, let's have a chat. Now, lastly, the stop, drop, and pull by apparently Dave Grohl. Uh, unfortunately, we've been seeing a lot of the, uh, I, I do th- I'd say the more Machiavellian 10-year challenge. I, I do think there's some nefarious reasons behind it. That's why I haven't done it. But uh, a, a conversation started about 10 years. Who is as good Wake as... Wake up, sheeple. Excuse me? No, no. Wake, wake up, up. Yeah. No, no, no. Wake, Wakefield. 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 Sheeple. Wakefield. Sheeple. Okay. Why the Wakefield? Get work. Uh, yeah. Okay. Why the Wakefield? <laughs> Hashtag Wakefield. Get work. Uh, woke needs no filter. That's why I don't put any filters on my Instagram. Wakefield underscore. Fuck off! You're not promoting your Instagram on this. Stop trying to pretend like you do it ironically. Okay, but sorry, what was the question on the poll? Um, Who's as good as ten years now as they were ten years ago? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's kind of maintained um, maintained uh, ability uh, for ten years? The results were there. Uh, uh, Do you want me to read this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so there are a lot of suggestions. Um, so I'll start from the bottom. Augustin Creevy, uh, Kieran Reed, Heinrich Prousseau, and Owen Franks all got nominated but had zero votes. Okay, I only um, vote once in these things. That's my rule. But I would have given Creevy a sec- my second vote had I voted twice. Do you think Creevy's had a bit of 10 years in Kieran Reed? I don't no, know. Exactly. Creevy's still playing rugby full season. Did Argentinian rugby? exist 10 years ago? Uh, yes. <laughs> it was yeah, it did. He, he pulled it out the ocean 10 years ago with Creamy oh, on did, his back. Uh, didn't, who did they beat? They beat... Um, well, they made the World Cup semi-finals. And, yeah, yeah. They, they beat... Who oh, yeah. um, did they beat? France? New Zealand or someone? They did really well. Yeah, yeah no, they had a good World Cup, I remember. Yeah. But uh, anyway, okay, so... Um, yeah, so those are the bottom feeders. Then... Earl Rose has got, has got one vote. <laughs> Earl Rose had a great To be fair, years. consistent. <laughs> he is consistent over the 10 years. He has been of a consistent level. Can I ask level. who, yeah, I can I ask who voted for fine. Earl Rose? Pietri Pantel. I think it's fair because I think that Earl Rose is making exactly as many headlines at the moment as he did 10 years ago. So oh, you I think, can't, I think it's you a can't fair say point. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Jamie Cudmore. Uh, sorry, I, I know we promised we wouldn't do this, but I love how his wife just throws him under the bus. Like, yo, I, I'm in Namibia, but Earl isn't. And they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't speak to Earl's whereabouts. I don't know a thing about this. Like. <laughs> <laughs> his wife surely should know where he is. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Jamie Cudmore, the the um, sort of token North, Northern Hemisphere candidate. Um, so it is a very southern hemisphere skewed group, so you can't be too expect- yeah, uh, too sorry. surprised that it skews them. Then Ma Nonu also added, um, yeah, look, I mean, he's he's making his comeback in Super Rugby, but personally, we'll I'm reserving judgment. Maybe yeah. if we have the same this time next year, we'll... Yeah, yeah, maybe. Then um, Malcolm Marks, brackets, probably. I uh, just smashed under 13s or what? Yeah, you? exactly. I'm I'm prepared to believe that he had a demon under 13 season. Like I don't have a problem. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure every professional rugby player playing currently had a demon under 13 season. 
You think so? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like there's definitely there's someone someone out there who was just like really scroll and only hit their their growth spurt in like grade ten or eleven. Didn't yeah, um Skulk Bergen, I think no. I'm gonna I'm gonna peek up one of the Skull Bergen was only started famously like late. But yeah, but he still had a demon under thirteen season, I can tell you that much. No, he didn't play rugby at under thirteen. Yeah, he played really? rugby at school. No, he started late. I, th- no, I swear I heard started... he started like in high school or something. Mm, okay, maybe. Uh, but he would have. He would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, then Hugh Blade. Something like the greatest cricket season or golf season or whatever. Yeah, something else. Hugh Bladen, a uh, bit of a cheeky vote because obviously he's not a rugby player, but I think he's as good as he was when he started commentating. Uh, then above him, Skulk Brits is the first player with two votes, which is, yeah, I think Skulk probably... I think he's as bad he's as, as good as he's ever, as he's ever been, um, and I've always rated him, so I think that's fair. Then Wyatt Crockett, added by Matt, with three votes. He's a token front rower. Um, actually, there's another front rower, but we'll get there. Um, no, front <laughs> <laughs> Then Ben Smith, brackets, duh. So, yeah, Ben from accounts, not arguing with that. We've been... Um, God, Ben's been so good. Yeah. He's very good. He is very, very good. And he's got the business cards to prove it. (laughs) Then, Francois Stein. Francois Stein has got nine votes. Eh, There's also, look, I'm going to put this out there. Uh, One of Adam's mates has been on an absolute proselytizing spree by adding every every single person in the KZN... Yeah, the catchment area to this group in order to to try and um, gerrymander the votes. Uh, But it hasn't worked, as you'll see. Francois Stein coming first. I I don't think we know if... Because Francois Stein has stopped... Essentially stopped playing competitive rugby. Yeah. Because he's just... Like like, like he was. Do you know? He had so much potential. But he kind of... He took the easy way out. Like he's just... He just plays in France now. He collects his paychecks. And I don't know if he's still as good as he was because yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Like he, he does, he doesn't play at the level anymore. Yeah. Um, just just before you could, I spoke to, I saw Ashley for a beer. He's also a recent father, uh, like November last year. He compared it to um, clubbing, but without the drinking and the partying, you're just up all night, um, and you're and, uh, you're not doing any of the fun stuff. So that's what I wanted to ask. name Mark, so. Uh, yes, uh, his son's name is Mitchell. Mitchell Marks. Oh, almost oh, Malcolm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a missed opportunity. What's the wrong Marks, though? He's just... Yeah, but, yeah, but, that's quite... but it's fine. I spoke to him. I did speak to him about um, his, his, his incessant posting. And his reply was, it's good content. Uh, kind of along those lines. You know, so he was unrepentant, unrepentant about it. And he said he gets worried when the group... He said he was worried when the group gets quiet. I was like, well, that's mm. fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. He gets, he gets worried. Yeah, he says, like, nobody's yep. doing anything. Worried it dents our advertising revenue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to deter anyone from posting, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, God, um, yeah. Post, post. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, Francois stay in third place. Then another Sharks player, Beast and Tawarira, in second place. And he's got 11 votes. And I think that's a pretty good shot. Um, yeah. I think I voted for Beast. Maybe. Yeah, you did. yeah, you did. You voted for Ben Smith and Beast. Classic Ben, two votes. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so, oh, fuck. Yeah, Alex so, has so got two... like four votes, just saying. <laughs> yeah, but most of mine are novelty votes. No, but, what? um, uh, yeah. so he, he, no, yeah, so no, no, Beast, no. Beast yeah. did debut for the Springboks in 2008. So I think that's, that's a great chart. Like he, yeah, yeah he's, he's come a long way, but he started back then, so it's great. And then the winner overall with, uh, 14 votes total is Johnny Sexton. And Ben's, Ben's a bit on the fence about this one because he feels like Johnny Sexton wasn't that much of an, sort of known entity in 2008. And I think that's fair. I think he was just kind of making a name for himself um, in the club scene in Ireland and getting a call up to the Irish uh, test squad. But I think that's okay. I mean, you know, he was already a test-level player, and now he's the best in the world. So I think that's – I think it's justified. All right. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's about fair. Okay. Anything to add? Uh, no. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up, guys. That was quite efficient. Um, Yeah, that's going to do it, guys. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Episode 63 slash 64. I think it's 63. Of the Deep Drive View Banter. We will be back next week with more previews. February 2nd, I'm moving in. So, um, I think someone else might need to record that one. Uh, I'll I'll do my utmost to be there. I might need to buy data. Um, And data is expensive here in South Africa. So, February 2nd, we'll see. Otherwise, that's going to do it. Thank you very much for joining us.